Amen. I'm going to start. Um, we can turn to the book of Nehemiah. So a lot of stuff has been going on in the world. And I tell you, I have this feeling it's like a quiet explosion is happening. You have such anticipation, but it's so much going on. And it's just like you're, in, uh, you're anticipating something is about to happen. But what is that is about to happen? So God gave me this word um, in Nehemiah. Nehemiah started out, of course, the children of Israel had been conquered at this particular time. And um, they were under the Persian Empire with King Darius. And um, some of the Jews scattered, got away. Other ones in the province, they were being treated uh, cruelly. So that's how the book of Nehemiah starts out. Um, someone came to him and told him what was going on with the people. And Nehemiah did one thing. He repented for himself and for the people. Now, as we go through this, this will all make sense. But he repented. That's the first thing he did. Because God had promised them if they didn't do what he said do, he was going to scatter them. And so the scattering had taken place. And here's Nehemiah after hearing the condition of his people who had the covenant with God, right? And so here's Nehemiah. He repents for himself and for the nation. So the title of this message is um, A Mind to Work. So if we can turn to Nehemiah 4, I'll start there, the fourth chapter. And it starts out saying, as it came to pass, that when Sambada, Sambalat, get his name right, Sambalat, heard that we built the wall, he was raw, and he took great indignation and mocked the Jews. So, I put a little note here. Sambalat to me represents someone is evil. Let's say the devil. He's being used. All right? So, when he heard about this good work that was going on, he had some indignation, great indignation. He was upset of what Nehemiah was doing. Who did Nehemiah think he was? taking upon himself to go ahead and get this wall rebuilt around Jerusalem that had been torn down. And we know that back in these days, the wall represented protection around the city. It was a fortified, so the enemy couldn't just come in and out as he pleased. All right, so that tells me a couple of things that was going on. First, the devil does not know everything. God is present all-knowing, all-seeing. But sometimes we are open our mouth to let the devil know what's going on because he has no clue of what's going on. Just like when Jesus was sacrificed, the scripture says, if he would have known this, he wouldn't have let that happen. So he didn't even know that, amen, what God's plan was. Now I get up here and I get the dry mouth. I don't know why. <laughs> So Satan doesn't know everything. Now, we just came through 
the year of supernatural restoration. Amen. God gave us some stuff. He put some stuff in order. Amen. So, and that was all God doing that. Now, as it says here, he mocked the Jews. Now, I was, I was just meditating on the fact that look what's going on in the churches around this world. It's a lot of foolishness. And the, and the world is sitting back mocking the church. Look at them. Look what's going on. Look at that guy. He thought he was holy, but look at him what he did. Look what he did. Look what she did. They're mocking the church. Now, this is real, and this is what's going on. But even as Nehemiah was building the wall, guess what? Everybody was not on board. Everybody was not on board. And he prayed that the reproach be turned to their own heads. And then verse 6 says, For the people had a mind to work. A mind to work. That means that whatever that was going on, their emphasis was on the work. So as they're being attacked, their emphasis is on the work. So Sambala, and let's just make this personal. Like Sister Cornbread, your brother, your sister, your mama, you know, Sister Sue, Brother Dave, or, or David, whatever names. They were upset because they could no longer go in and out of the lives of the people. In other words, the scripture says that the breaches were beginning to be stopped. The ways in for the enemy were beginning to be stopped. Now, as we've gone through this last year of supernatural restoration, guess what has happened? We've been fortified through that situation, through that vision. We've been fortified. The breaches, the ways that the devil came in on us, those ways are being showed up, right? They're being showed up. He can't come that way no more. It's blocked. It's built up. So all these people that are in your lives that maybe you think mean some good, not all of them mean you some good. So as these walls are going up, these breaches are being formed to stop letting things go in and out of your life, taking that thing that God has blessed you with, uh, or that income that God has blessed you with, and, you know, and maybe stuff is happening that's taking the money, or maybe somebody stealing money or what have you. But all these things that God has blessed us with in this year of supernatural restoration, we need to hold on to, right? We need to hold on to. So those breaches have to be sold up. So as they were being sold up, let's go to verse 13. And it says this. Therefore set I in the lower places behind the wall and on the higher places, and even set the people out of their families with swords and spear, their spears in their bows. So there was a work to be done, but an enemy came up, right? An enemy came up to try to stop the work, didn't want the work to go on. So they had to be smart about it. They worked, but they had the family's position as such that they were protected while they were doing the work. 
they remember that the Lord will fight the battle because it's his will. So anytime that we're doing something that, the, that God wants us to do, it's his will that we do it. Therefore, he's going to provide the weapons that we need to make sure we can do the job, to make sure that the enemy is not coming in, in and out of our lives, stealing stuff from us, taking stuff. So God brought the counsel to not. What they were trying to do, and this is verse 15, what they were trying to do, God had a, a way to bring it to not, that what their plans were couldn't go through. So, Minister Lamar, what are you talking about? What did you do in the year of supernatural restoration? Well, God restored. God gave us things. He grew us up. That was a big thing. Because some of us had to, well, we all had to grow, but some of us had to grow up to not allow those breaches to be formed, not allow those people in and out of your life. I took a class when I uh, took, uh, when I got my Masters of Divinity, and the class is called Boundaries, right? And as I'm reading this, and I'm thinking of so many places in my life, I didn't have boundaries. You know, your family is supposed to be the first set of people that teach you boundaries in the home. So as you go out in the world, you know what boundaries are. Well, that didn't happen. Or sometimes maybe the parents never let go and they're still, uh, in a sense, telling you what to do. <laughs> they, they don't, you don't formulate that boundary. Yeah, I love you, dad, but God wants me to do this. So how many times do we not do what God says for us to do because we haven't set the boundaries. Maybe we're allowing parents to um, not or to come against that in a sense. Now, that may seem harsh, but sometimes that happens. Parents, like, like my father, I have to remind him, you know I got grown kids, right? You know, my father talks to me sometimes <laughs> like the little kid. And I was like, you know, I got grown kids now. And we laugh about that. But Parents, it's hard for parents to let go. You're always going to be their baby, their child, what have you. But God has called you to a greater work. We're called to be stewards of our children. We grow them up in the way they should go, and then we turn them back over to God. That's what we should be doing because God looks at us as stewards. He gave them to us as stewards. And I saw this happen early in my Christian walk. A good friend of mine at that time, uh, he got me into buying Cadillacs, and he had this huge son that was young. The guy was in fifth grade, but he was like 6'2". He was just huge guy, you know. And, uh, but all the little guys his age, you know, they're in the same mindset, but he's a big guy, so they challenged him to jump in a swimming pool. He jumped in, and he couldn't swim, so he drowned. And uh, found him later on that night, but I watched this man. I watched him. I knew he loved his son. He was the junior of the family. But I watched how he handled the grief. He understood that he was just a steward. You know, missed his son, but he was a steward. It wasn't his. It was God's. And a lot of times we have to come to that realization that our children are God's. Amen? All right. So now is the year of living in manifestation. 
Now, God gave me this, this uh, out of Nehemiah, and I, I had to laugh. God is he just, he's awesome. But you know what Nehemiah means? It means God comforts. So as we're coming out of this year of supernatural restoration, going into this year of manifestation, God comforts. If we have the mind to work. There's so many things that are going on, as I say. I just, you know, I look at a lot of, I study a lot on um, end times. And it's just, when you see all the stuff just lining up, you know, you're excited, but yet, I'm excited, but yet, I like feel like I got to make sure all my I's are dotted, all my T's are crossed. You know what I'm saying? You're excited, but at the same time, you want to make sure that you're going to be in the number. Amen? You got to make sure. And sometimes that comes with cutting people off, you know, or, or stop doing some things that you're doing. And sometimes that might seem harsh when we have to let people go, but if we want to fulfill what God has for us, a lot of times that's what we have to do. And God honors that too. He honors that, that we take that step to do that. So as Nehemiah is building this wall and the enemy is trying to sneak in, uh, everybody has weapons. They're positioned where they can continue to work because their mind was on getting back to the glory that God had for them. Now, I, now the, the key to this is all, and it's, it's just how God is doing things in the um, nine foundational classes and on the Tuesday night class, we're talking about faith, living faith. Well, it's so important that we understand faith. And as Pastor always says, it's not a faith moment. It's a faith life. It takes faith to connect to that which unseen to bring it into the scene. To make it manifest is going to take your faith. I, I uh, put in here, uh, just like uh, Faith said in the New Year's production, you got faith, you got faith, and you got faith. Now we got to put it to use. Amen? We got to put it to use. We have to use our faith for the manifestation of what is waiting on. What are you looking for in this year? What are you hoping that will manifest in your life this year? What are you hoping for in terms of, of, um, of your relationships, of your financial situation, of your business goals? All those things. God, the Bible says that he's given us everything that, that pertains to life and godliness. It's set up for us in heaven. But if we don't ever use our faith to pull it from that unseen into the seen, it'll stay there. Amen? Even though it's airmarked for you. We have to use our faith in this year of manifestation. Now, also, as this was happening in the book of Nehemiah, there were some Jews that did very well. And they got rich off using their brothers by taking their land, by taking whatever they had for a means of whatever they needed. If they needed food, they were going to pay for it. If they needed something, they took their land. And these were other Jews that did this. They took their land. And Nehemiah um, went to them and he said, you know, 
we can't oppress our brothers. And what I saw in this, we can't oppress, just because God has blessed you in a particular way and you're doing great, we can't use that to oppress each other. See, one thing about money is this. If you have some kinks in your personality, in your character, money will amplify it. If you like to be in control and you got money, you're going to oppress people because money is a tool. The Bible is not good or evil. It's just a tool. But this is why God is, is talking about character now, that we have to build our character. We have to have the character of God. Because if we don't, as God is blessing and using us to do things, we can oppress each other. And God doesn't want that. So Nehemiah went to, the, to his fellow brothers and said, hey, that we can't charge usury to our brothers, and we need to give them back their land, the land that you bought from them, they gave to you, what have you. We need to give it back. In this season, we would need redemption. And let's go to Nehemiah 5 and 8. So in Nehemiah 5 and 8, this is what God has given me, that this is the season to be redeemed. So 5 and 8 says this, And he said unto them, we, after our abilities, have, have redeemed our brethren, the Jews, which were sold unto the heathen. And will ye even sell your brethren, or shall they be sold unto us? Then held their peace, and finding nothing to answer, also I said, it is, a good, it is, a good, it is not good that ye do. Are ye not to walk in the fear of our God? Because of the reproach of the heathen, our enemy, I likewise and my brothers and my servants might exact of them money and coin. I pray you, let us leave off this usury. So whatever we find, we have to, we're growing together, we're going together. And so I'm all about the commonwealth aspect of the gospel that those that have supply to those that don't have, that there's no lack in the body, there's no schisms in the body. And as things get more and more, I guess, I don't want to say tough, but as things in the economy and the economic systems are getting harder and harder, and probably is going to crash soon, that we need to look out for each other that God has blessed us in a way that we can have for our brothers, for our sisters, for families, that they, that they as children of God won't have to suffer with the world. All right? Now, this is a good work to be done in Jeremiah 6 and 3. And he says, and I sent a message unto them, saying, I am doing a great work, so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease, which I leave it and come down to you? And what God was telling me with this is that as the people, as we have a mind to work, 
and move forth in those things of God, we can't be distracted. We can't be taken off course. And people will try everything. It says, don't listen to anything but the voice of God. You will hear many voices, but only move to one, the Father. So as I said, we have to redeem our brothers. If we find that we have brothers and sisters that are in a bad situation, that is hindering their walk, we can, we can give some medicine to them, whatever it is to relieve that stress, right? Now, definitely, I do want to say be led by the Holy Spirit on that, but we need to make sure that as we're moving together, working together, going toward a common goal, that we're mindful of each other, that we're mindful of each other, and that we truly hear the voice of God. Um, the Bible talks about, say, they would tell tales, pay money, and even say, God sent me. And we know stories all through the scripture of that. When Jesus uh, arose from the dead, they paid the soldiers large sums of money, the Bible say, to say that his disciples came and took him away. You'll find out in this season that it's going to be a season that we're going to have to truly uh, watch and pray. We're going to have to truly watch and pray. Uh, let's turn to Nehemiah 8 and 10. Now, as God gave me this word, I'm going to tell you, first time this has ever happened, as I'm studying the word, I go into pain, like I'm birthing something, just like hurt. So even tonight, as I was coming to church, all of a sudden my sides started hurting. Now that I'm up here, it ceased to hurt, but it was in such pain, I was in such pain, I was considering, it was like, man, I don't know how I'm standing up there. Got up here, pain went away. So that tells me God wanted this word birthed out of me. And it's, it's a different kind of word, but it's a, it's a word that tells us to be mindful what God is actually doing. Uh, in Nehemiah 8 and 10, it says this. <clears throat> Nehemiah 8 and 10 says, Then they said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink the sweets, and send portions unto them whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto the Lord. Neither be ye sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And that's the word for this year. As we're moving into this year of manifestation, we're at day 17 now. There are all kind of wars that has just in, in the last 16 days, there's so much. If you pay attention to the news, I don't really get into the news that much, but I do know what's going on. In 16 days, there has been so much to happen in this year. And if you think about that, unlike any other time, all these things are going on. Israel is at war. They're bombing the, the Palestinians. There's so much stuff that are going on. Bosnia is still at war. Since Biden has taken office, I think now America is involved in three wars. So it's a lot going on. In the economic system, they're switching from 
what it was to a digital system. Where at some point in time for that digital system to come into play, the banks have to crash. It has to be a crash in order to reset it. So a lot of things that are happening, and I, I think about in the book of Revelation where it talks about where the money is not going to be worth anything. That's a last day prophecy, that the money is not going to be worth anything. And I know so many times, especially in the um, prosperity message, you know, it was all about what you have. Um, and so just think of the fact that whatever money you got, if it comes to not that it's not worth anything, how are you going to get by? How are you going to do the things that you need to do? It's going to be God. And that's why God in this year is redeeming us and we're redeeming each other so that we can march this at the same pace. Uh, we can speak the same things. We can do the same things. The common goal, you know, that, that God put in place the discipleship classes um, for that reason too. He saw what was coming, that the base or the, the foundation had to be sure because there's going to be some building going on this year and this year of manifestation. There's going to be some building that's going on, some, some individual building, but some building as a whole as well. And one thing Pastor Melanie says a lot, and I used to look at her when she used to say this, is rehearse the righteous acts of God. As, as God is going to be our strength, the Bible tells us that we've overcome by the word by the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimony. Amen? And that testimony has to be what God has done. What has God done in your life? Because we're still, uh, we have to go out for the Great Commission. We have to go and bring people, snatch them out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Well, how are we going to do that? We're going to tell them about the goodness of God. We're going to tell them what God has done in our personal life. And the situation they're in, they don't have to stay in. The beauty for ashes. It can be better. You can be delivered from that. You can be set free from that. But in order for us to tell that, guess what? We got to know that. We got to know what God can do at this day and time. And in order to do that, we got to know whose we are and whom we are. Amen? We, when, when I hear... God says, beloved, oh, man, that just moves me because that's a special thing. You know, so for somebody calling you beloved, that means they're they, they, they looking out for you in all kind of ways, right? When you call somebody beloved, it's an affectionate term. But God calls us his beloved, and he's given us everything that we need in this life to be victorious in him. If we just choose to go ahead and die and abide in him, let him be in him we live move and have our beings but we have to give up self we have to go ahead and let self die so we can be totally redeemed amen and then there's another part of this that God gave me as well in Exodus 36 7 Exodus chapter 36 um, verse 7 6 and 7 because this other part that goes with redemption and manifestation is given. Amen? So as the people had a mind to work, God took me over here to Exodus 36 and 6. 
And it says this, and this is Moses here. And Moses gave a command that they caused it to be proclaimed throughout the camp, saying, Let neither man nor woman make any more work for the offering of the sanctuary. For, for the sanctuary. So the people were restrained from bringing. In other words, and it go, verse 7 goes on to say, For the stuff they had was sufficient for all the work to be made, to, to make it, and too much. As a people, as we go into having a mind to work, working through this year, one thing that comes with it is the aspect of giving. Amen? And the people all on one accord gave that there was so much, Moses had to restrain the people from giving. Praise God. All right? And, then, and this is to build the temple. Right? The sanctuary, not the temple, but the... Um, Sanctuary, the um, not the temple, but the tabernacle, but the tabernacle. But also, if we look at David when he was um, when he was king, he had collected everything that Solomon would need to build the temple from all over the world. Everything was coming in. So, in the aspect of having a mind to work, we also got to be in the mindset to give. They go hand in hand. We give. And I, was, I got this new saying that God gave me is um, put your money where your life is. Amen? Where your life is. My life is in God. My life is in this work. Therefore, I give my money to this work because I believe in the work. And God gave me that. You know, put your money where your, where your life is. And if we, if we do that for the things that's bringing us life, not taken away from us, not putting us in bad places, but we give to that thing that's bringing us life, guess what will happen? We get more life, amen? We get more strengthened because we see the work of God being carried out. So as we go through the Bible, we'll, we'll see that these, there are times when these things happen, that, that people get on one accord and they make it happen, just like in the Tower of Babel. The Bible says that because there was on such an accord and an agreement, anything they could imagine they could do. How about the church being in a place like that, that we're so much on one accord that whatever we imagine, whatever the vision is called for, is manifest because we're all on one accord. But let's not forget whose we are, whom we are, and make sure that in this time, in this year, that we use our faith to manifest those things that we desire in our lives, that God has promised us. Use our faith to bring it to pass. That's the word I have for you this evening. Just be mindful of what year we're in and what it's going to take to move forward in this year. Amen? Amen.